The nice thing about uh, life insurance and, and, you know, back at the old company that we worked at is, you know, it was my first time not having, you know, a boss, right? Not having a person that's like, hey, you need to show up at this time. You need to do this, right? So the concept of procrastination had to leave me, like, or else I wasn't going to make money. Like you had to make those calls. You had to do, you know, X, Y, and Z. And if you didn't, and you convinced yourself that you had to do this and all of these different things, then you know, you weren't going to get paid or maybe not, you, you may, you may get paid, but probably not. And it's going to dwindle and it's going to slow down. Right. All right, well, thanks for joining us this week on the elite sales podcast, joined in studio by you all and I John Bacheron, host. Yo, we have Joanne Rosales engineering behind the screen. Hey, everyone. Helping us out today. Um, so before we before we get into, it, I'm really excited to have our our guest today that I'm, you know, we meaning to have on for a while now. But before we get into that, it's 4:20. Hey, and you guys wow. know what that means? Earth Day. It means tax day just passed. Oh, right? okay, okay. I don't know okay. what you guys are thinking. Earth <clears throat> Day. Wow. Oh, but um, it's a Snoop Day. <laughs> but yeah, when when it comes to the when it comes to the taxes. It's painful, right? No, I don't think any, can, I don't think anyone enjoys be. it. It can be if you make it painful, you know. Yeah, I mean, even if you're even if you're just, it doesn't feel different about it. <laughs> I guess <laughs> I'm like the government just arbitrarily just said, "Hey, we, we're taking about half of what you made," <laughs> just because we feel like it. And then I'm and I'll be like, "Hey, no, I don't want to do that." And then they're like, "Okay, you're gonna go to jail." Yeah. It's funny. Like they, I love how they, they don't tell you how much you owe. You just kind of have to guess. And then if they audit you and you're wrong, then you're screwed. It's like, it's very funny. Well, you're not screwed. It's just you, they, you somehow still just owe it. Yeah. And it's like, or you might get a penalty with it and whatever, but um, go to jail. I, I, well, they kind of extended it a couple of days this, this year because it's typically on the 16th. Mm-hmm. And then this year it was doing the 18th. That's Easter. Because of Easter. So that so I brought it the a couple of days before the 16th, brought it to my tax guy. And then I'm like, here you go. And, he, and he's like, he looked up and he um, he's like, hey, you're earlier than normal. <laughs> and then I'm like, I could come back in a couple of days if you want. And then he was he's like, well, you can you technically you can you can uh file for an extension and whatever whatever. I'm like, I don't want to do it anyway, so let's just take care of it now. Nice. Yeah. But you know, the reason why I bring this all up is because you know, last week we talked about the importance of a small business and, you know, making sure that you do your part. We're all affected by taxes in this country. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but part of the reason why I personally delayed as much as I could and just waited till two days before the, but what should have been the deadline, but I waited till the last week as I normally do. And, you know, I, I, I think about it all the time. Cause like my mom still like nags me and she'll be like, Hey, did you submit your taxes yet? Did you did you pay? And I'm like, I got this, mom. <laughs> mom, leave me alone. I'm an adult. Get out of my room. <laughs> but um, no, but but if you think about it, it's like for me personally, I don't, I don't, I wait to the very end because I don't enjoy it. Yeah. And I don't want to deal with it. And I don't, I don't want, I don't want to, if I could put it put it off, I'll put it off for as long as I can. So what we're gonna be talking about today is procrastination. Like it. So as far as procrastination, we actually got a couple of stories from you guys, but yeah, but um, I, I actually looked up why people procrastinate, which seems kind of stupid, but uh, lack of motivation, fear of failure, perfectionism, you get people get overwhelmed, poor time management, lack of focus. 
Mm. Okay, so those are the reasons why. These are the type of people. Right? I, I did some I did some research because obviously everyone has a general idea of what's what procrastination is. Everyone does it mm. to some degree. Some people are worse at it than others. But as far as the type of people that that participate in procrastination, is people that that have depression, anxiety, low self esteem, OCD, ADHD, poor habits, or they lack a um, a concept of time inconsistency, meaning like, you know, you got to do it. So the future self of you wants to do it, but your present self doesn't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I like that. And I think, I think, I think everybody can kind of relate to that because, you know, look, we all run our own businesses here and we all have aspects that we enjoy. We all have aspects we don't really care for. And there's some aspects that we're kind of in different boundaries. No, we need to do it. So we do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as far as you guys, John, you just had surgery yesterday, right? Yeah. So I had a dental infection, which I knew, and I procrastinated on this. And I had a lymph node. You guys can probably see my 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 right side is still swollen. And I started feeling this like two, three weeks ago. I was like, dang, what the heck is this little lump? And then of course, you go to WebMD. Oh, crap, it's cancer. <laughs> and then it's like, okay, there's also possibly a, 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 what do you call it, a bacterial infection or a tooth infection. And then, you know, I got family and the nurses and they're like, yeah, if it's on one side only, it's usually a tooth infection. So I knew, but I don't have dental insurance. So I said, yeah, let me, let me wait this out. Let me see if this will go down. Wait for it to go away. <laughs> yeah, maybe uh, it won't go. It, you know, my, I'm feeling healthy. My body will take care of it. And then it slowly started getting bigger and bigger and bigger until finally yesterday, three weeks in, it started throbbing. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I think it started hitting my neck. It's starting to hurt to turn. If I open my mouth a little bigger, it's starting to hurt. So, okay, I'm at the gym. I go Google the nearest dentist and I just ask, you know, how much, how much is, is it for a consultation? Can you guys prescribe me uh, antibiotics? Because I already know what, what I need to, right? They're like, yeah, we don't know. You have to come in. It's hundred bucks. All right, cool. hundred bucks. <laughs> Worth it. When <laughs> so as soon as like 20, 30 minutes from the x-ray, they were like, Yeah, it's infected. You gotta get oral surgery. You gotta get it out. Plus the next molar next to it, you gotta get that out because it serves no purpose. It's your wisdom tooth. So you, you might as well take that out too. So this was like around eleven o'clock. Sent me to an oral surgeon uh at 1:30, took it out 20, 30 minutes in. Took it out. But why did I procrastinate? Because I knew it was gonna cost me money. <laughs> <laughs> because I knew it was going to be painful and I waited it until the point of that my current pain is worth re- relieving than the cost of the pain of yeah. money and that's where usually people wait until whatever your pain point is it's too much it's too painful now to not move yeah. <laughs> and, we, and we knew you were procrastinating about it because I've been you talking told about- me and Joanne like we, for a few weeks now, and then we're, we're at week we try to convince John he had cancer. Yeah, yeah. We're just trying to scare the guy. <laughs> yeah, it didn't work. He, he does the same to us all the time. Yeah. So then, like, we're like, we're like, do you should go get that checked out? And he's just like, eh, I'll wait. <laughs> yep. <laughs> keep waiting, keep waiting, man. But at eventuality, whatever you need to do, you're gonna have to do it. Yeah. You're gonna end up paying a price one one way or another. Well, I mean, I'm I'm glad it's I'm glad it turned out to be okay. I'm yeah. glad you're you're okay now. You all you you we were we were the other day I asked you for a ride. Right? Oh, here we go. I'm I knew you're gonna bring this up. No, I'm just kidding. Well, so so the other day, like I had to I had to bring my car into the shop. You know, I got I got dropped off here by by my uh by my mechanic. 
And then I was like, hey, I go into Joel's office. I'm like, hey, you planning to go to the gym today? Because his gym's near my mechanic. Right. So I'm like pretty relatively close. So I, was, I, I said, hey, you going to the gym today? And he's, and he's like, why? And immediately he's like, and then so I'm, I'm like, I'm just trying to figure out, like, if he's going that way, I'll catch a ride with him. If not, I'll make alternative arrangements. Very, like, random question. Keep yeah. that in mind. Me not knowing why he's asking that question. I didn't give him any pretext with it or contacts with it. So, so I just said, hey, are you, are you going to gym? And then, like, he's, he kind of looked at me side-eyed and said, uh, and then he starts kind of trying to explain. And then I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't really care if you go or not. I'm like, I'm just trying to see if I can get a ride. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just didn't know what, why he was asking because it was so random. So I was just very confused. So eventually, that's, that's why I was just like, what do you mean? I mean, yeah, probably. I don't know. It was kind of like a, like a curb your enthusiasm type of exchange. Yeah, I was like, we're both on a different page. Yeah, definitely. So eventually we, we ascertained that he is, he is going that direction and he said he could give me a ride. And then, and then I was like, okay, so what time are you going to go to the gym? And then, so I, I can coordinate to see when I can go pick up my car, let my mechanic know. And then he's, and then he kind of says like, ah, I don't Well, I might go first. I might go to might go home. Get, get a change of clothes. I'm back because last time, you know, I don't like working out this time. I'm working. He that wasn't time. trying to gym. So what happened with the gym that day? I didn't. I didn't say I was gonna go get clothes. <laughs> I live like 45 minutes away. Yeah. No. So so what happened was so we started to come to the gym. I used to wake up and go to the gym every single every single you know day of the week, and it wasn't an issue. But then Monday and Thursdays we started having to come into the office a little bit earlier. So. I wasn't about to wake up at like 5 a.m. and then go to the gym because I just I don't like waking up that early. Okay. So the thing is, what I know about myself is that if I don't go to the gym right away in the morning, it's probably not going to happen. That's just something I, you just I just got to keep it real with myself. Okay. So what happens is I'm like, OK, cool. We're coming in early, whatever. I'll work out after. So what happened is I'll. I'll work and I'll be like, OK, cool. I'm working, you know, drive, you know, whatever, an hour back home. And then I'll just like sit there, you know, take off my shoes. I worked a full day. I drove and I just drove an hour and like the realist, like the realisticness of me going to the gym just like starts to, to dwindle very fast. And I just sit there. I put on something that I'm watching and I just get tired. So, and the thing is I have a gym that's near where his shop is that's close by, but I also have a LA fitness uh, membership that I go to. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's just, yeah, it's, so did you it's, go it's, uh, me not knowing, no, I didn't go. <laughs> so me knowing <laughs> myself and knowing that I procrastinate, I always try to go in the morning. And if I don't go in the morning, then it's probably not going to happen. So I just know myself and how I procrastinate. So I try to position things in a way where I'm not, you know, going to do that because, you know, you just gotta be honest with yourself. If you know, you're not going to do that thing at that date. And you need to just knock it out. Then you need to just knock it out. Start Never plan for failure, though. Always plan for success. Never plan for failure. You're like setting yourself up to fail. You need to plan yourself for success. And then you will not procrastinate. You'll take your mind out of that paradigm of, I'm going to do this behavior. You're going to say, no, I'm going to structure my life around this new idea of this new behavior. And then you will not suffer the consequences of planning for failure. Sorry. Just I like that. No, Motivation, motivational. Yeah. Aside from that, just not even planning for it. Because failure plan, failure to prepare is preparing to fail, right? Yeah. 
Although yes. I mean, I, I, although I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm not trying to be over overly critical about your gym habits. I love it. it was, Please be. <laughs> it was just kind of funny because, like, you know, you're giving me all these reasons, like you're you're, and I'm like, I don't really care if you go or not. I yeah. mean, like, if it makes you feel good, I want, I prefer you to go. I know he doesn't care, which is what confused me. <laughs> That's why I was like, why is he asking? Because I know he genuinely doesn't care. So what is like the angle here? I was trying to figure it out. So yeah, yeah I agree. I knew you. I knew you don't care. <laughs> so you start giving yourself like, like second doubt, doubts of like I shouldn't go. You know, like I'm already tired. Even when you're in a presentation and you're like talking, but you're like trying to think of what you're what the dynamic is and what you're thinking and what you're going to ask in like in the middle of when you're talking, like, right up, like kind of like what I'm doing right now. Like I'm just rambling, but I'm trying to think of what to say. That's, no, that's what I was trying it. to do. Oh, you just, you're just sharp. Actually, John, John's just sharp. He's just, he just, he's just, I just make fun of my clients. Oh, <laughs> yeah. My confusion got me to ramble. I was like in an appointment. With this other event, and then later on that evening, he, he, te he texted me and he's just like, Oh, you know what? I'm kind of tired. I'm not, I'm not going to go. And I'm like, I'm like, Okay, I'm like that. That I just thought it was kind of funny because, like, originally that was the plan, and then like, which I mean, I felt a little bit bad because I'm like, if if I altered what his original plan was because I needed a ride, then that was. That was but it was funny because when you asked him arbitrarily about it, it's like, yeah, 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 I'll go. I'm gonna go to the gym. Yeah, <laughs> why? <laughs> it was just kind of like a funny exchange, but but yeah, at the end of the day, I don't feel like responsible for it because if you really wanted to go, you would have went. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, I'm in full control of my life. So I chose not to go. As, I mean, did you have another story about procrastination? We kind of, we kind of. No, I mean, I, I had that one, but also like a way that it applies in my life. But I mean, yeah, let's, already let's talked hear, a lot. Let's hear, let's hear John. Oh, okay. We were hearing about his tooth. Oh, yeah, oh, so yeah, yeah, he did kind of talk a lot. As far as taxes, like he's on time. I, I do my taxes in October. Oh, really? <laughs> do you? Yeah. Wait. Oh, like. <laughs> it's, it's already filed extension. Like, like October. Oh, wow. Why? Like before. Though? That's the last day for an extension. My, that's my like. Already, <laughs> that's what I do my taxes. Like, I think yeah. Like, I try to do things that I don't like right away. Like, I go to the gym right away because I'm like, I don't enjoy going to the. Like, I like it, but I don't like it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's easy to just uh, skip out on it. But like, the nice thing about uh, life insurance and and you know, back at the old company that we worked at is you know it was my first time not having you know a boss right not having a person that's like hey you need to show up at this time you need to do this right so the concept of procrastination had to leave me like or else i wasn't going to make money like you had to make those calls you had to do you know x y and z and if you didn't and you convinced yourself that you had to do this and all of these different things then you know you weren't going to get paid or maybe not you you may you may get paid, but probably not. And it's going to dwindle and it's going to slow down. Right. And the thing is, if you're not working, no one's going to sit there and be like, Hey, you know, get back to work. So the concept of you procrastinating, it just, you, you can't do it. And that's, what's really dope that the Tommy about the, you know, the, the old company that we worked at and something that, that I've been able to carry on is like create your own self of urgency, right? Create your own uh, mechanism to be like, Hey dude, you know, get this done, you know, create that busyness in your mind. So, yeah, that's it. Well, I mean, I, so I, I think with both of these examples here from John and UL, including my own stupid tax story, the, the thing is, like, we, we got to think about why is it that we don't want to do certain things? Because the thing is, if it was something that wasn't important, we wouldn't even think about it in the first place, right? If it was, yeah. if it was something that didn't have anything, didn't have any need in our lives. Like why would why would we even consider it? Like, nope, just not gonna do it. Let's just put that aside. But you know, all these things that we know that we need to do at a certain point. 
we all, we all, and then, and then we start putting this on, we start rationalizing in our head. How do I, how do I try to put this off for as long as I can? Maybe somehow it's going to magically go away. Maybe it's something I won't need to deal with later. Or, you know, I'll take care of it tomorrow. You know, so it gets to the certain point where like it, what we don't want to do it, there's a, there's a, there's a, like a point in which yep. that it's a level of pain, right? Mm-hmm. Your pain point. And then you got to get past with that action to get, to get past it. And you know, the thing that the odd thing is, and I definitely felt this when I finally went and took it in and then took care of it. And then I'm sure with, with every, every, everything that we've been resisting for the longest period of time, when we finally start doing it, we start realizing it starts to kind of diminish whatever that feeling is as we start doing it, the work, we may not enjoy the work. We may not enjoy that particular action or process or whatever it may be. But the thing is, you start to realize whatever that work was actually is less painful than staying in that position. Yeah. Right. And it's not until that level of discomfort or level of fear or whatever it is that drives you to that point of make, making you compelled to actually make a move at that point. That's, that's, that's when you actually take, take the action. And then you're like, why didn't I do this before? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Well, I think a lot of the times we we're so intimidated by like, say it's a big project or something that's big, like taxes, right. Or like dialing or whatever, or homework. Like we're so overwhelmed by like the size of the project or the amount of discomfort or like how long it's going to take us. Um, like what I, what I've come to learn, I mean, you can take it, you can use it, whatever is like in college, what I would do is like, I would just have really small goals within that particular task. Right. Like, uh, for example, like if I was doing a project, like a, an essay or something, I'd just be like, okay, well, you know what? Say I was watching TV already thinking about this. I would watch TV and then like, okay, yo, I'll just open your laptop and just like open up the word document. You know what I'm saying? Like stuff like that. Or like, you know, just type up the the intro or, you know, just ha- just set things up first, you know, just almost trying to like crunch it down into smaller pieces and also having like a time restraint. What I would do is I, I'd say, okay, I'm going to sit down and do this for an hour. Whatever happens after this hour, you know, I can take a break. I can keep going, whatever. But I'm going to commit to just this hour. Even though I know it's not going to take me just an hour. It's going to probably take me the rest of the day. You know, just having short, uh, smaller goals has really helped with my procrastination through, you know, doing a lot of projects, big projects, and projects that are super important. Like, you get overwhelmed and you start to overthink and that pressure kind of adds into, you know, you trying to avoid it. So, you know, smaller goals has really helped me out. Well, smaller goals. And that's actually a, a point made by uh, James Clear and atomic habits. Yep. <clears throat> Breaking down objectives. into more manageable parts. And also another, another good, good way of doing it. And this is something I've had to do for myself to try to avoid procrastination. It's, and I've generally, I've gotten pretty good with it over the years because I've started developing those kind of habits. But, you know, the, the thing he says is to bundle it yeah. with something else. Either bundle it with something that's an incentive mm-hmm. or bundle it with a punishment if you don't do it, mm-hmm. right? So then, like, it's, it's, it's like, okay, if I gave myself an ultimatum, I need, need to take, my, take in my taxes before this day or else I can't drink. Yeah. I can't have, a, can't have a drink, right? And then, like, if I really wanted to drink, it'll be like, okay, well, I guess I need to go and turn to my taxes sooner. Yeah, like that. So, you know, there's, there's all these little ways that you guys can hack, hack things. And just, just think about what's really important in your business. Think about what, what needs to be done. If it's not important, then I guess it doesn't, doesn't really matter. But then also like, don't fool yourself and tell yourself things don't matter just because you don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. Because you got to look at the ultimate result. 
as if you're like, hey, I don't like making phone calls or I don't, I don't want to purchase leads. It's okay. You don't have to. Well, what about when it comes time when your bills come? Right. You didn't do all the other steps leading up to this part where you could, you could have been making money. You could have been growing your business. So hopefully that helps a little bit with procrastination. I know we're all guilty of it to some degree. So, you know, let's just try to do the best we can with it and try to improve in that area if we can, and we'll all live better lives. Right. Like it. But I'll, I'll, but I'm, I'm happy to bring on my next guest, someone who apparently doesn't, doesn't procrastinate. Yeah. Because nice. I mean, I'm just, I'm just basing this entirely off of his results. I, I haven't had a chance to actually uh, speak in depth with William before, but we have William Boning on, you know, joining us out of Fayetteville, Arkansas, at least that general area. He works with Andrew Kasperwitz. He works with FL Paragon. So William, are you, are you here with us? Uh -oh. Yes, I'm here, and and uh, and I do procrastinate. So, I mean, I think it's a human nature to do I procrastinate doing this podcast. I think you've been asking me to get on for a couple of months, <laughs> and uh, I kept kicking the can down the road. So, I apologize for that. Well, I mean, well, I mean, I, I first of all, I appreciate you having having you on, and appreciate you making some time for us because obviously you could be out running appointments, continuing to add to your business, doing a lot of different things for you to give back. It means a lot to uh, to everyone that's on this call, everyone that that wants to learn a little bit more. And also, you know, I've, me personally, I've been wanting to have you on because we've been going over the leaderboard. We've been we've been reading your numbers and and just kind of going over. I'm like, I'd be really curious to see what William's doing if he's doing anything different or if he's just doing what everyone else is doing that's having success. Well, you know, I I, I get up and I go to work, uh, run a schedule. And I mean, it's just a business. And if you want to be successful with it, you have to have a schedule, roll your sleeves up and get, get things done. Uh, you know, so, uh, you know, we hard work now. Am I lagging? I mean, a little bit, the yeah. internet issues or, yeah, or are we you're good? Kind of, you're lagging a little yeah, bit. Let me your, see if your I internet's can procrastinating. Yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right. Sorry about that. Yeah. We can hear you though. Yeah. Audio is fine. We'll go sit right next to the router. There you go. Okay. That sounds a good idea. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, I get up and I go to work just like uh, I would think everyone would do, you know, I, I, but throw your sleeves up and, and make phone calls, set appointments and, and get get after it. Yeah, but what's your secret, though? <laughs> you know Where's saying? the secret sauce you've been getting it from? <laughs> well, there's no no secret sauce. I mean, just fill your day with appointments. And, and if you have an abundance of appointments and you, you can't, you know, I have so many appointments on some days. I, I can't, uh, I can't fail. Absolutely. Which, which, which we're going to dive into that a little bit more, William. So before, before we go get going, let's, let's get to know a little bit more about you. How long have you been here? what you do before this? How'd you get into insurance? Okay. How'd you get a fill? Okay. Well, all right. So, uh, I haven't been in insurance too terribly long. It's really been a minute. I've only, I've been full-time for a year and a half. Uh, I was with a practice company before FFL for about four months and realized it better to serve the, the, the client, serve the people would have come over here to FFL. It's better systems, better training, the, the whole nine yards, a lot more product availability. Uh, before that, I uh, sold real estate uh, for probably 15 plus years full time. Ran some pretty big teams with Keller Williams. I actually was a, a team leader CEO in the office at one time for training and different things. Uh, built a, a pretty big team, being a partner up to uh, 
third in the region as far as sales. We took it from 79 units to about 470 units in a three-year period, uh, you know, just putting systems in place and, and working hard. Uh, I really enjoy the, the insurance, though. I mean, being able to see how it can impact people's lives, you know, it, it, I can relate that to my own life as far as uh, how our family with mom's side, my dad's side, how that has gone. Uh, so, you know, uh, so that's what we do. I transitioned from, from uh, in-home sales. Uh, I've been strictly telesales now for a year, uh, which allows me to service the entire country instead of just here regionally. Uh, and I don't, I don't put 50,000 miles on my, on my truck anymore a year. So, yeah. You, you mentioned earlier that it, you've seen how it's impacted your mom's side and your dad's side. Is that, did I hear you correctly? Yes. Yes, you did. Yeah. So you uh, my, my mom's side. Uh, okay. So, so my grandfather on my mom's side, he, he passed away at a younger age in his, in his mid fifties. Uh, no, no type of insurance in place left my grandmother in a situation with, you know, debt, uh, having to go work two, three jobs to be able to take care of things. Uh, my dad's was, side was business-oriented uh, as far as with convenience stores and grocery stores, had insurance coverage, had life insurance coverage. So when he passed away, you know, mom's taken care of. Uh, all the debt was paid and uh, able to take care of him and actually, you know, pass it a little bit on to us kids too. So just just the personal reality of it with that has has made was made it made the impact. That's cool. So what made you transition out of real estate for all those years into insurance? Like was that something? Well, something I moved from Louisiana. Yeah, yeah. I moved from Louisiana. I, I lived in Louisiana up until oh about five years ago, and I moved to Arkansas. Uh, my family and my mom and sister had moved up here years back. Uh, I was in a, a long-term relationship with my, my wife now at the time. Uh, so, of course, I wanted to move up here to be a little bit close to her instead of a 10-hour drive every other week. <laughs> so, uh, and then I was looking for a new career. Everyone had always told me uh, that I would be good at, at, at insurance. And I just, I wasn't, you know, younger, I wasn't, I wasn't prepared, ready for it. I couldn't sit down and talk about death with somebody. The reality just wasn't wasn't good for me at that point. And uh, so I, I said, you know, I, I, I can do this now. I see the impact it's done for me. And so I went and looked around, uh, actually interviewed with a couple local folks with some uh, agencies local, you know, to do PNC. Uh, and it's kind of ironic. It's kind of funny. I think they got the idea that I was a little bit too old and I wasn't going to work hard. <laughs> which was uh, kind of funny because I could outwork any of those guys. <laughs> and and uh, so they, I, I couldn't get, I couldn't get employed anywhere. And I'm like, well, this is crazy, you know? So I, uh, I started looking at final expense uh, and learned, learned what I could about it. And like I said, went with a practice company, uh, saw that I could do it real good, but needed some more resources and more guns, more bullets to say, to be able to take care of things. And, Wound up with FFL. Uh, did the in home a lot of in homes for some time, you know. Uh, you know, took those systems from real estate and applied those systems here to the insurance, and uh, you know, 
we, we uh, as far as systems and work schedules and and uh, some technology, and you know, we 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 make things happen. So how how did you uh, how did you find out about FFL and how did you and Andrew meet? Well, it was kind of it was kind of funny. I had uh, actually spoke with FFL first before the practice company, and I just. You know, I was looking for something a little more local. I thought I had to have a little more local something with me, you know, to be able to resources. Uh, and I ended up finding someone with a practice company in Louisiana uh, that I just felt comfortable with. I knew the area uh, and kind of got involved with them, uh, drove down to Louisiana, worked down there for a couple of days and then came back up here and then realized, you know, Oh, man, you know, I made a mistake. I really huh. need to reach back out to those guys. So that's where I reached back out to Andrew. And, and uh, you know, we got everything set up and, and transitioned over. And uh, he's been a, a tremendous, uh, tremendous help because I was really green in, in it, you know, and needed, needed that guidance. I mean, I did a lot of in-home pick up the phone and call and say, hey, you know, uh, I'm sitting here with, with Miss Smith and, you know, you know, I got a couple of questions with you. What, what, what do we need to do? We utilize Zoom now on a daily basis. Yeah, we, we we utilize Zoom still on a daily basis. You know, even though I don't need to ask them a whole bunch of questions, uh, you know, I still we still run Zoom calls where we have people come on and 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 can can listen and share. And I mean, I talk to Drew every day. You know, other than Sunday, neither one of us work on Sunday. So, so how how's the um, how's that transition been from going from in home to to telesales strictly now? Well, at first, I'm not going to lie about it. Uh, it was really tough the first two months. Uh, you know, the transition going from in-home where you can read someone's body language and see your face and kind of draw a little bit more of a, uh, be able to build that rapport, you know, with, uh, you can actually touch them. They can touch you and see each other. Uh, it was it was a little bit more of a transition for me to go from in-home to telesales. It was a little more difficult uh i really had to rethink what to say when to say it and how to do it to be able to get it to work uh but it's worked and it's worked out fine i, I think i got a pretty good grip on it uh you know i mean every day you still got to get up and, and and do what you need to do because rents it you know yeah you you mentioned it took you a little bit of time to <clears throat> to figure it out it took a couple months so during during that time when you're figuring it out maybe maybe you struggled a little bit maybe you didn't get the results you were looking for at that point, did you ever get a, get to the point where you're like, forget this, I'm going to go back into seeing them in person? No, I didn't. I burned that bridge. Uh, I, <laughs> nice. I really did. I said, this is going to have to work. I yeah. was just, yeah, I, I burned that bridge. There was no point of return. You know, uh, me and my wife worked together. She would be my appointment setter, and then mm -hmm. I would be the one on the road running. And, uh, and we just, we talked about it and said, we just can't maintain doing this. It's better to, to, to do, to have a life and to do, uh, you know, telesales. So, you know, we, we said, nope, this is, this is going to have to work. We got to figure it out. So you put yourself against that, that you're back in the corner like that. It kind of goes back to the procrastination. You, you gotta, you gotta eat that frog and get with it. For a lot of people, they, they, uh, if they don't have immediate success, or they 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 don't get the type of results that they they're expecting right away. This this is all expectations based off of theoretical because you haven't done it yet or experience yeah or experience. So that, so I think for a lot of people they just say I don't see results right away, and then they go back to what's comfortable. 
-hmm. And then you, you stuck with it. You knew ultimately what you wanted to do. Struggle, fought through the struggle. You, and then you eventually made it through on the other end stronger. Well, I've always taken an approach that if, if someone else has done it, you know, then I can do it. You know, I mean, within within limitations. I mean, I'm not going to be an astronaut anytime soon and go to the moon or anything. <laughs> but uh, I've always looked at things, and 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 if if someone else has done it within the limitations, I can grow, I can stretch, uh, and I don't mind being uncomfortable because when you get uncomfortable, once you break through being uncomfortable, is generally a breakthrough of success, and that's. You know, I've always seen that happen, and that's what happened with the telesales going from in home to, to telesales, right? So, yeah, I, I mean, I, uh, you know, I, I, I've done a couple Ironman events, and to kind of relate it mm -hmm. to the Ironman event, I never, I never, I saw other people do it, and I'm like, well, you know, if they can do it, then I can do it. You know, I just got to put in the effort and the, and the time and training, and uh, just grin, grin and bear it and do it, and it worked out. So, well, William's putting your gym story to shame. Yeah, this is the wrong guy to have on right now with me here. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I totally agree with you, William. I, I, I believe if other people can do it, you have the capacity to do it. You have the ability to do it. No one said it's going to be easy. No one said it's going to be come instant, instantly like that. However, when it comes to people being able to do it, so if you're able to do up to this point, you, you were able to help over 30 families last month. Great job, first of all. Nice. But if you're able to do it, how do other people do it? What's your schedule look like? You. How many appointments you run a week? What type of leads you, or how many leads are you getting a week? Like, what, like what's your schedule and everything look like? Yeah. So what we do, uh, and, and, and really a, a great resource for the leads that we want to talk about is, is Drew. I mean, Drew's running this program as well. So if anyone mm -hmm. wants to learn more about it, they can reach out to Drew or reach out to me, and we'd be, be happy to, to help with that. I run... Uh, strictly facebook targeted niche down leads and we're getting anywhere from uh 20 a day to 30 a day uh you know now i'm not shy on spending money you know i started off i started off spending a little bit and i've always believed that if, if you find success then push it you know push it up you know like you, you're playing blackjack or dice you know when the table's running good you add a little bit more money to it you know, hey. uh, increase your odds some. So we started off at about five thousand a month in ads in marketing spend, uh -huh. uh, and now you know we're we're pushing about ten thousand a month in spend. Uh -huh. You know, so uh, but you got to start somewhere. If you don't have ten thousand, that's no big deal. Start somewhere. You just got to get going with it. So we use a lot of technology. Uh, I use. Uh, uh, I have a couple of dollars that take these leads and they'll, and they'll call them and set appointments for me. Uh, I flip them from that over into a, a agent CRM where I have some built-in systems that are re sending reminders and sending videos and, uh, you know, letting people, you know, kind of assist them. Uh, my wife, Jamie, she calls as well. So she's here in the house. She is the one that, uh, you know, telesales. You have a tremendous no-show rate is very high. Right, it can go anywhere from fifty percent to over seventy percent a day. It just it happens. It's part of it. Your expectation needs to be, uh, it, it that's what it is. It's a high no-show rate. So don't own the outcome. Just do do the work. Now, she calls all of the 
uh, no-shows appointments is what we call them, the ones that didn't answer the phone, and reschedules them. Now, I run anywhere from 15 appointments a day to 30 a day. Uh, but saying that, you know, I mean, it's not difficult labor because, you know, I'm on the phone with the headset and I got my script and I've worked it and I've tweaked it. Uh, but there again, I mean, last Friday I had 30 appointments and it was a goose egg, man. I made no sales, half of wow. them. It was more than half no show, you know, but early in the week I had a day with, light, I figured light appointments is about 12, you know, and I, I got, uh, you know, a couple of apps, uh, you know, done. You know, so it, it you, there's no rhyme or reason to that. You just got to, like I say, just just get with it. Now, uh, I think I'm doing, oh, you can say a, a couple hundred leads a month. You know, and there again, it doesn't sound like a lot because when I ran home, you know, we would we would buy, you know, God, I would wait for that sale, man, and I would just stack them up. And then just burn through and call on to make those appointments. And but you know you still had no shows, uh, other than at home you drive across town, knock on a door, and they would not answer the door and look at you through the window. You know at least this way you can call them and no one answers the phone. Hang up and just call the next person. Uh, you know or or go through the stack and call some people that hadn't been touched yet. Now, I set my schedule. I've learned at first I had it spread out to where I was giving everybody 30 minute time between them or so. And I would sit there with a lot of downtime. And I think I'm just like everyone else. You get a lot of downtime, you find other things to do. It's just not good. You know, you start playing on the internet or, you know, going to look at podcasts or reading a book or something. And that's just like, no. So I set it up to where I have an appointment able to book every 10 minutes, wow. uh, whether or not it's the uh, dollar booking it or they self-book. And, you know, you got to look at the odds. The odds are half of them are going to answer the phone. And if they're really serious about it, when you get them on the phone and you're late, you just apologize and say, hey, I, I apologize for being late. I was helping helping the last person. It took longer than it I needed to. I hope you can understand that. How can I help you? And just go into it. And very rare do I have someone get angry with me, but, you know, they do. And, uh, and, and I look at it like if they're going to be angry because I'm 10 or 15 minutes late and, you know, want to holler at me, then do we really want to do business with them? You know, I, I can say no too. you know, that's true. Yeah. So, yeah, but you know, we run a lot of Facebook ads. It's mainly Facebook and Instagram. Uh, and it can be fickle. I mean, sometimes, you know, something happened on a weekend and lead flow is zero you know, or, or uh, a system didn't work. It didn't flow zap from one page to another page or something. So, you know, it's just some of those things you just got to roll with. It's just part of being in business. Mm -hmm. That's a great perspective to have. And I, and I think we all experience that to, to some degree. The thing is where you could have a bad day, you have a bad few days, you can have a bad week. But the thing is, I think the healthy thing that William is is talking about here is just, you're looking at it from a bigger picture. Mm -hmm. Those days will come and go. You know, that happens. You can have a few great days and doesn't mean that's going to be like that every single day either. Yeah. So from, from your work schedule, are you working Monday through Sunday, uh, some weekends, Monday to Friday? How many days are you speaking with clients? And how many hours a day? Okay. So 
I've, I've lived and learned and I've adjusted it. And I start, I start, I'm on central time, you know, I'm here in, in Arkansas. So I start at nine o'clock. My schedule opens Monday through Friday, nine o'clock. And okay. I, I had been running Saturdays from 10 to one. Now we're big college football fans. So, <laughs> you know, I got the game running in the background and, you know, and my wife, she's, she's a fanatic fan. So she'll get to screaming at the TV every now and then. So I got to tell people, you know, what's going on. It's not screaming at me. I'm not getting shot or anything. It's someone fumbled or something, you know? So uh, here recently, since the weather has changed, we got some springtime going on. I was debating and I cut a few Saturdays out to, just to have another day off. Uh, but I'm kind of going to shift back to Saturdays and take a different perspective on it and, and try to run down a lot of the folks that scheduled appointments that didn't. Because uh, truthfully, I'm, I'm behind the numbers of where I want to be. You know, so, I mean, I, I know to, in order to get back in front of where I want to be and stay consistent, because you're right. I mean, you have good days, you have bad days, you have great days, and then you have a little bit of a spell that for whatever reason, you just, it, it, it's just not working. But the numbers, if, if, you, if you have the leads and you have the work ethic, uh, the numbers will always turn out in your favor. You just got to stay after it. So I'm turning Saturdays back on for me, and that's what I'm going to try to do. Uh, until I feel comfortable with where I am again. And then on Mondays but and no, Fridays. no, I don't work Sundays. That's okay. the day. That nine to five. Yeah. Nine to five. Okay. Cool. Well, yeah. Drew, I see, I, Andrew, I see you. Yeah. I've tried to do a little bit later than that. What now? I apologize for speaking over him. It's kind of, it's a little choppy. So, I mean, I can't tell when you're ending a sentence or. We're kind of a little bit of lag. I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize. That's okay. But no, I, I was know. actually asking. Yeah, I, 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 it would be the week I agreed to do the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> no, I said it would be the week I, I agreed to do the podcast if we have internet problems. You know, I've been on the phone with the internet people for three days now. I'm about to throw it out the door, man. It's driving me insane. Yeah, my internet, like my Wi-Fi is worse than like my my phone oh, internet sometimes, at yeah. my house. Honestly, most of the time, it sucks. Yeah. Well, I, what I was I, what I was actually trying to say I was yeah, since we, so we haven't had an issue until now. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, well, and Andrew, since you're on here, I just want I just want you work you work with yeah. William. You 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 guys have been working together for 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 a little bit now. Do you have any anything else you wanted to add as far as the scheduling, as far as the lead flow, all, all that good stuff. Yeah, I mean, Will Will speaks for himself, right? Uh, he's dedicated to the schedule. He plans for success and he follows through with it. And it, and that's something that everyone can mimic in this business, right? It's a very easy, simple uh, wash and, and rinse uh, cycle. You show up on time, you put your best foot forward each and every day and the rest will follow. Um, with Will, it was hard to break him out of of him working so hard physically on the field each and every day, right? For so many years. And then to get him to sit down for a full day in the same seat and work hard the same way was really hard for him to grasp, right? Like I remember he was about to punch a, a hole through his computer, you know? He's like, dude, I don't understand half of this technology stuff, you know? So him mm-hmm. being able to break those habits, persevere through the the change in, in uh, tribulate uh, trials and tribulations right 
um, he's now able to to master his system and he has a flow where he doesn't have to think about what what's next, right? He knows what he has to do day in and day out because his schedule is already set. So other than that, I mean, speaks for himself, man. Awesome. Appreciate your input and good, good to see you. I, speaking of technology, I mean, I was I was trying to do a sale earlier this earlier today. You 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 listened, right? You're, you're on live Dallas. I was on live Dallas, and I was just like trying to trying to get the lady. And one of the simpler email, some of the simpler signature processes, text signature with the text signature with America. You just got to read off that six digit code. But I was talking to this nice nice lady, senior. She was she was out out in Illinois, and I was like, hey, you're about to receive a text message. Can you read off that six digit code? And she goes. Oh, I can't do it right now. I'm on the phone. Yeah. And then suddenly like I'm I'm trying to walk her. I'm trying to walk her through. I'm like, put me on speakerphone and then like remove the phone away from your ear. And then like, let's let's try to pull that up. We had a we had a real difficult time. I think we spent maybe 20, 20 plus minutes on that. We still didn't get it done. So like in, in the middle, in the middle of it, I was just I was just waiting for her to try to figure out the email signature. We tried, I resent it a bunch of different times, tried different ways. And it got to the point where I was like, I was like, this is a battle versus technology. <laughs> and we, technology is currently winning and it's yeah. a bloodbath. And <laughs> so the thing is that even if we understand the process with technology and you know, the, the thing was, I didn't get upset because number one, it's a client and you know, I'm, I'm trying to walk her through it. She wants the coverage as bad as I want to be able to get it done for her. So, you know, I was trying to be very patient with it because the only thing I can control is me. Right. So I, I can't like, fly over there and, and fly to Chicago and then figure out how to do, do it for her. My only thing is like, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, how can I better explain this? How can I do a better job myself? Because this is the only way it's going to get done. Mm -hmm. And just trying to take personal responsibility for the things that you can control. And, and ultimately we got to the point where she was able to open it up and then she got rejected for it. <laughs> <laughs> so we got to get back on, do another policy. So we will get her taken care of, but you know, I just thought it was kind of funny when it comes to technology. So William, if you were struggling with it personally, you're in good company with plenty of other people out there. And they're just, we got, we got to control what we can control. Yeah. I got a question, William, but like from that frustration, yeah. right. And I'm pretty sure you had frustration from like, all right, the field worked for me. The tail of sales is not working yet. What would you say to an agent, you know, a new agent coming in, they want to do the telesales because there, there is the ease of not having to go door to door and, and, you know, get no showed and, and drive out two hours, three hours, even farther out than that. Um, what would be the, the key hurdle that they can overcome? What would be your, your advice beyond that? Well, just knowing that it will work, that you just have the, a little bit of patience with it and get on the, get on the phone with other people uh, and talk with them and, and ask, you know, ask their experiences. I think one of the key things is uh, to find a, a, a Zoom room and, and log in and listen to what other people are doing uh, and get your script down as far as, you know, what you're going to say. Because remember, end of the day, the one that, that is, is asking the questions is the one that's going to lead the, lead the, lead the conversation. Uh, it, it is a little bit different, but, man, once you get it, once you get it down, it is there, you know. So, yeah. You know, just to, like I said, the best thing is, is just to try to surround yourself with other folks that are successful with it, listen to what they're doing, listen to how they're doing it, and just have faith that in a system that, that, that you can do it is just lean into it. Right. 
Yeah, I think I think that's that's really important. I mean, we're on our live dials, and you know, I listen. I, I really enjoy listening to Terrence. I really enjoy listening to JP. And the and the thing is, I know what I want to say. I re, I already I re know how to sell. But the thing is, sometimes I'll pick up on little things from what they say. But you know, what's more important, I think, above listening to how to sell because look, selling's not that hard. Yeah. You just got to do enough of it, yeah. and you'll figure out how to do it. But the thing is, that the thing I really enjoy watching. JP and Terrence in particular, because they're just dialing nonstop and they just keep going one after another, one after another, one after another. And I think the big, the biggest thing that I get out of it is just watching them because they're going to have people that hang up with them. They're going to have people that say no. They're going to have people that, you know, whatever, for whatever reason, the transaction's not complete. But the thing is, they just laugh and then they move on to the next one. They just laugh, move on to the next one. And so it's like, it's encouraging to watch that type of, you know, enthusiasm for what they do, passion for what they do, or just that willingness to accept, this is my job. This is my profession. Let's just keep powering forward. Right. And I think that's, I think that's the biggest key for most of you guys. If you guys are trying to yeah. say like, Hey, I got to get on so I can learn how to sell. It's like, no, you can learn how to sell when you start selling. And when, when you, you start, start dialing. <laughs> yeah. Well, William, going, going back to you, I just got a couple more questions yeah, for you. You know, well, uh, it, you know, Telesales is kind of like the game of baseball or golf. You, you need to, when you get up to bat and you strike out, you better forget about it real quick before you get up to bat again. Right. You know, just don't let it worry you. And like golf, when, when you, you shank the ball and it goes in the woods, just drop another one to hit again. You know, <laughs> it is what it is. It's going to happen. Yeah, so you're right. You know, just, just keep going and keep moving forward and just the quicker you can forget about it. And don't take the outcome personal. So when someone cusses on you or uh, slams the phone down or, you know, says, well, I didn't think this was about insurance. I thought this was, you know, some free thing I was going to get. Well, okay, well, let's talk about, you know, do you have coverage? You don't have coverage. And if it's not going anywhere, then just move to the next person. Great advice. So Matt, I'm asking another piece of advice from you. So if there's new agents out there watching, people that are struggling, what would your advice be to them? Just have faith in yourself confidence and just do the action just 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 do it uh just like nike just do it i mean you can't keep procrastinating it kind of goes back to the beginning of the call the more you procrastinate doing it the worse in your mind is going to build up of what it is you know no one's going to eat you no one's going to come uh hit you you know just 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 do it take action action will overcome almost everything. Right. And then we've, we heard a little bit about your weekly schedule as far as how you, how you get your, get your week set up for uh, success. As far as a day-to-day basis, like what's your daily schedule look like? Do you have to do anything to prep in, in before actually sitting down and hunkering down and just running appointments or what's the schedule look like daily? Any pre-workout? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm one of these crazy freaks that gets up early in the morning. You know, so if you want me to call you when I get up, I'll be rolling you out of bed about 2 3 o'clock. And I don't think you want that. So, but I get up real early and I, I spent time with, uh, you know, meditation and prayer, uh, catch up on reading, uh, news, mentally, mentally prepare. Uh, weather permits, I, I do a little physical activity outside, you know, run, walk, or what have you. Uh, I don't like going to the gym either. Uh, so, I, but I love being outdoors. So I'll get outside and do something. Uh, 
Now we use, we still use a paper system. So even though, you know, we have leads on spreadsheets and it transfers over to a, a, a CRM, uh, you know, I, I prep my day the day before with all my, all my appointments on a piece of paper in a file labeled Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, with all the pertinent information I need on it. And, uh, you know, I, I, I have a stand-up desk. I, I believe in, in being able to stand up, present. Uh, I, you know, I'll, I'll talk and have good full air breath movement. Uh, I set my office up as far as with, uh, with one of those uh, all scent deals. We can put some all in it and get a nice aroma in the room to, you know, where you can get really kind of get going and get motivated as well. Uh, I like looking out the window, so I have my blind open, have a bird feeder and a hummingbird feeder out in front of it, so I get to see a little bit of bird activity and a little bit of nature, uh, you know, so uh, that's, that's how I set my day up. I, I prep the day before. My wife preps all the sheets and puts them in a folder. I take the folder. I put it there. I have, I have, I have multiple calendars, but I still look at my one on the phone. It's so easy because you pull it up on the phone, you hit call, and it calls the people. You don't have to dial a number, you know, to miss a digit or anything. Uh, so I get started real early. And then I've learned uh, through business that when you end your day, you end your day. You know, don't let that flow into your personal life. And it's real hard because we live together, husband and wife team. And I have to tell her time out. Hey, we ended today. You know, we can talk about that in the morning, you know, unless it's a real bad dumpster fire. You know, come five thirty is is done. You know, so yeah, that's well, cool. Yeah, uh, all all really good practical advice. And the thing is, it's not really necessarily just about selling. It's more about how do you make it more palatable for you to get through your day every single day to continue to do the work. Because look, you're never gonna love every single thing that you do about your job. And if you believe that, we told you that. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I don't understand that, but but one one last question for you, William. Um, Aside from money, what do you do this for? Well, really, the money is just secondary. I mean, really, I do it because I see the value that it, it creates for folks, you know, from the personal side of it. It really is a good feeling to know that you were able to, to take that burden from somebody when they pass away to where it's not going to reach out and make the kids, uh, their children, which adult children, take from their grandchildren, their college fund or a new car fund or graduation high school money to go pay for the parents, uh, you know, funeral or, or support mom. You know, we, we've all heard those stories. Even though I've been in the business a minute, I hadn't been anywhere near as long as, as you have, I still have had a couple of death claims. And it, uh, you know, I never will forget the first one. You know, I mean, the, the, the son called and said, hey, you know, I got your business card. I know my, my parents had, you know, a policy with you, uh, dad passed away. I'm like, Oh man, you know, so, so I had to work through it. Uh, you know, it, it, it was being reviewed from the carrier. So I had to, you know, get the information they needed, get it to the wife and sit down with the son because the wife was just, you know, distraught, uh, tell them what they needed to do and how they, how to do it. And they got it done. And, they got the check and everyone, everyone was happy, you know, I mean, she was able to carry on financially, you know, even though she was, you know, emotionally distraught, you know, so that, that's a good feeling. Same reason why I sold real estate. I sold real estate because it, it made me feel good to be able to know someone 
got in that home, especially a first time home buyer, or they were able to sell that home. Same thing. It's just helping people. It's just doing the right things, helping folks. You know, they need it. We're able to provide it and have great resources with the number of carriers with options to be able to get people approved. Love it. Love it. So money's secondary. You do a good job at if you care about folks, you do a good job, money's secondary. Absolutely. So I'm glad you found your purpose. Glad you glad you have your reasons. No wonder why with that work ethic and your commitment to just seeing it through and making being a professional, no wonder you've been able to help that many families. So Will William, I really appreciate you making time for us. I'm glad we got finally got an opportunity to to have you on. And I'm sure it helped a lot of people out there. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate the opportunity, everything that you do and everyone does. Uh, and I guarantee you, next time we do this, we will not have this internet issue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, next time we'll have better internet connection. You can do a, do an Iron Man for us while you're while you're uh, on. <laughs> uh, I'm done with that. No, no more of those. No more full. I'll do a half, but you know, 70 mile, no more full. No, Jeez, too, too much, fine. too much training, not enough time. Got it. Hardcore. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much for, for hopping on and sharing with us. You know, that was really great stuff and looking forward to continuous big things from, from William and for everyone else out there, please go apply some of this to your guys own respective you know, businesses. That's, we all have the opportunity to be able to do this. Don't procrastinate on that. You know, hopefully we can get that across to you guys today. Let's go out there and let's be elite guys. Appreciate y'all. Have a good one.